0: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott.
1: I'm Shitei, and we are the Hazes.
0: Welcome to the Love Haze, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not just destinations.
1: That's right. We believe they're a journey. And here on the Love Haze, we talk about how to navigate through it.
0: And today, we're going to talk about being exactly what you need mm-hmm. and how when you focus on giving to others, you ultimately end up being exactly what you need for yourself. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on our Black Love Journey. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Okay. Being what you need. Let's talk about where this came from. Yeah. I don't think it's any secret that we are fans of Eric Roberson. (laughs) We talked about on uh, several episodes, lessons and going to his concert. And we ordered, as another way of supporting him, an autographed copy of his book, Lessons. Right. Yep. Uh, and it's a hundred lessons or a hundred thoughts on love and life or life and love, I can read. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, we want to talk about lesson number 26 today. Um, the setup is he's given this story about uh, a DJ friend of his who had this really fully baked idea. Um, he doesn't say what the idea is, but it's mm-hmm. an opportunity for him, I think, to grow his business. His music is probably some financial gains. And he says this Friend calls him out of the blue, says, hey, I have this idea for you. This thing that would be great for you. And I think he kind of alludes to the fact that he hears that often. But with this opportunity, it was like fully thought through. And the friend even helped him implement it mm-hmm. and was not looking for anything in return. Like, this will be good for you. Let's do it. Let's work it out. Right. So they worked it out. And he asked his friend, you know, like, well, what? Like, why? Why would you do this? And the friend says, "Be what you, you got to be what you need. Um, which is really powerful. And he said, Eric Robertson says he tries to live by that ever since he you know, heard that from his friend. But the lesson itself says, um, focus on giving to others. You will be surprised how much you will be giving to yourself as well. And mm-hmm. I know this comes up or has come up in one of our recent episodes when you talk about how we film these conversations. Mm-hmm. And then when we go back and edit and release them and listen to them again, we're like, oh, like that helps me for what i'm going through like right now in this right in yeah. this very moment so tell me what do you what are your thoughts on this idea uh that he has presented in lesson number 26
0: um i think for me in particular is really about um i think we we always pray before we start uh that's just a part of our um Our practice and the things that we do to help us get grounded and get focused on ultimately what we want the goal of the podcast to be, which is to like share our black love journey um, and to have some degree of transparency and to share honestly uh, and not to come from a place of being experts, Mm -mm. but to just say this is what we're experiencing and, you know, we hope that other people are able to glean something from it. And I think what we end up experiencing both of us uh, is when we listen back to what we've said, it'll end up being like a couple weeks mm-hmm. down the line when we release and we'll find that um, it almost ends up being more of a blessing to us than it is for what I think we originally intended. Yeah, And it helps keep me focused because it helps me to understand that I, I actually am giving right to and in in my mind, I'm thinking that I'm giving to someone else to help them, yeah. right but um I even posted a couple of weeks ago that that if no one else was helped from um that version or or that um, particular episode, it helped me mm-hmm. in that moment. And if we're doing all of this, even for for God to help show us what we need to you know live our best lives and to help us in our marriage then that is enough. Yeah. If one person is helped as a result of what what we are doing then that is enough. If if that one couple or those one or two people and end us. up being us, <laughs> yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. that that's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially it's just so, been so interesting to see how it it really does almost every single time I listen to it, I'm like, ooh, that was a good you know, that was a good reminder, mm-hmm. like, ooh, that was a good moment. What about outside of the podcast? How has it or has it shown up in your life at all? I'm sitting here trying to think of moments where, um, you know, as a an educator, for example, um I don't know if you've ever heard that people say like you actually learn better when you're teaching, right? Mm-hmm. So if I think about movement, for example, if I have choreography and I have created or said it on myself and I'm like, yeah, I kinda know what I'm going on. I'm probably taking some notes. The teaching of it actually ends up helping me get it even more. That feels like such a superficial example. It's not as deep as the podcast, but any other has it how else does it show up in your life when you're like, I'm actually giving to others one thing that I think about is maybe your man cave conversation. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: So both of the groups that I do um, in my full time job, a lot of the information that we share on the podcast, I end up pulling some portion of some of the things that we've shared to share in those settings. And I think that what it has helped me really do is to be a um, be a better therapist. A better counselor because I'm able to take these ideas and universalize them, right? It it is that I work with folks who have mental health struggles and have substance abuse struggles, but also have like issues within the area of their relationships and relationship strain, familial, romantic, all of those things. And a lot of these principles are like they're, they're life principles and they are things that can guide you in no matter what you may be facing. And the fact that I'm able to universalize these things, it helps me to understand that they may be struggling with substance abuse or mental health or, or, you know, relationship strain or whatever it is, but these universal ideas of having grace for ourselves, of being able to make the adjustment, of being able to not only be receivers of grace, but be purveyors of grace. All of those ideas, all of those things about uh, allowing yourself to be on the journey, right? And to have no expectations of yourself to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Those things kind of resonate across whatever it is that you're going through. It's what you would call a through line, right? It's a through line for all of us. And I think it helps me to have more grace for the people that I work with and to understand that, I'm also experiencing some of these same things. It's just that my vice or my thing that I lean into may not be alcohol and drugs. Yeah. It may be something else that is my BS yeah. that I will lean into when things don't go the way that I want them to go. And ultimately, I have to learn how to navigate those spaces and, and make healthy choices.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What's coming up for me is in my own profession. so career development with what I do for a living. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: we have a lot of workshops that we host on, you know, professional development, how to get the next job, how to tell your story. Most of it really centers around how to tell your story, um, whether that be in networking and your materials and your interviews or whatever. And it, I often along with that. So yes, it's often helping folks who are changing in their careers, but it comes up internally in my just the company that I work at where people are like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm trying to move from this department to this department. I'm trying to get into your department or I'm trying to get into your team. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed towards the end of last year, a good percentage of my time, I don't say a good percentage, but some percentage of my time is spent having conversations with people who are just trying to move. Right. Um, and I might just make an introduction to somebody else that they should talk to, or uh, I might give them tips on maybe what they should lean into when they are pursuing the role. And I don't ever do it, I just do it because, I, you know, it's it's the right thing to do. But in the context of this conversation, when I'm ready to move, if I'm ever ready to move, I Mm -hmm. hope that I have the same type of support or investment. Or, you Mm -hmm. know, that someone is kind enough to be like, hey, you know, here's the thing. And I've gotten it before as well when I transitioned from, dancing as a career into the next thing. And when I was moving to Atlanta and trying to figure out what I was doing, there were people around me who really sat down and talked to me about what they did for a living and how they did it and introduced me to people. And Mm -hmm. you know, so people did that for me. Mm -hmm. And then I've turned around and done it for or do it for other people. And I might need it again at some point. You know what I'm saying?
0: And so you we we build relationships in that way. And I think what we are uh, ultimately teaching ourselves and kind of setting the the foundation for is this understanding that life will always require us to be able to pivot, Mm -hmm. right? To be able to move around, have good working relationships, and to be able to, you know, pivot when you need to, to, you know, bob and weave when you need to, to be able to move and make the adjustment when you need to. And kind of being people who are, Accepting of that because we've had to do it Um, and also, you know, making sure that we are folks that other people can communicate with easily um, so that we open the door for for the pivot, because at some point we're going to need the same thing that we're asking for. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. And
0: I think, again, that that is a through line for me. Right. Everything that I'm trying to be for other people, I will need it at some point. But also, I just want to share information about kind of what that journey looks like so that people understand that this is, this is life. This is what life should really look like. Like you're not strange, you're not abnormal. People do this every single day.
2: Yeah. People
0: master the art of the pivot. People master the art of being able to you know, move around, make the adjustment, do what it is they need to do in order to survive. And that's something that's just expected, you know, as a part of navigating life's journey.
1: To your point, though, about at some point, I'm going to need this too. It makes me think about the idea of, um, like, I've heard it said before, there are no selfless acts. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of makes even giving... It can make it seem a little selfish, what do you think about that idea like if we if we are are giving these things um knowing that there's some sort of karmic what goes around comes around is it is it really selfless a selfless thing
0: um, I think that it can be selfless in that. One day I may need it, and I understand that I may not have it, right? I may not get that thing back, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is make sure that if I experience something and I think we talked about this in the last episode, if I experience something, then my duty, what I have promised my higher power that I will do is I will advance the kingdom in in that way of sharing the journey that I've been on so it'll make it easier for somebody else ultimately, I would love if Someone share their journey with me to make where I'm going to a little bit easier. But even if they don't, the selflessness is for me is that it's not expected. Right. I hope that I am creating. Right. I'm Mm -hmm. creating a world where the people that come after me, it doesn't have to be as hard for them. And that's kind of where I get my satisfaction.
2: Mm.
0: One of the things that I resented the most in going through the things that I've been through is that I found out on the back end that so many other people experienced that thing and nobody talked about yeah. it. So the thing that I'm committed to at this point is making sure that I share the journey, right? So that people at least know that even if you don't choose to go the way, I'm I'm not here to to make a mold for anybody to yeah, follow, right? I, I would hope that you don't make several of the mistakes that I made, but I hope that in sharing that journey, you understand that at least don't go this way. Yeah, Don't go 166, go 75.
1: Or if you do, just be prepared. Yeah,
0: be prepared and understand that this is what I encounter when I'm with that way. And uh, I, I hope that um, where we are in, in some way, Creating an environment like around us and creating community mm-hmm. in which people feel free to share. So, even if it doesn't help me on the back end, maybe somebody who heard our podcast shared with somebody else who it ultimately helped, right? Yeah. If we're creating community and creating environments where people share and people give other folks information, so people say, man. I know six or seven other people that went through that and they were able to navigate it successfully. I'm not strange. I'll be okay. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: If that trickles down some, some way to like my lineage or to, you know, my children or my children's children, because I'm, I made it my business to make this the way that I live life. Then that's okay with me. If I don't see the fruits of that immediately, like I don't need to have the payback you know, immediate I don't I don't need to have any immediate gratification. If I'm impacting systems around me, then that's important to me.
1: Yeah, I, I really like the thought about the selfless selflessness of it um yeah. having something to do with no expectations, right? You're not expecting mm-hmm. anything in return from it. Yeah. If you just so happen to be helped in the process as well, mm-hmm. then it's a win-win. But otherwise you are doing it without needing or expecting Mm -hmm. anything in return the other thought is sometimes it's not we're not paying it forward so what you just said made me think about you know being what i needed when i was going through something and did not have Mm -hmm. and how i'm probably not going to pass that way again but whoever's coming my way at least i will have warned them or shared or let them know um could be career change. It could be anything, any heartbreak or breakup or mm-hmm. any tough situation, as you mentioned. Hopefully, I'm not going to go through that same <laughs> situation mm-hmm. as I did when I was in my 20s or whatever age it was. But whatever we share, folks who are coming up behind us can, um, yeah, benefit from it.
0: Mm-hmm. And and also for me, is it's this idea, of, you know. Um, creating the change that we want to see
2: yeah
0: right um there are several of our friends um from college and beyond that have you know been our friends for 20 plus years yeah um who do things and love love on us in ways and it makes us pause and say hey we, we don't call and check on people like <laughs> we should <laughs> right um uh, and it it has an impact, whether you want to admit it or not. It makes you say, "I want to be a better friend." Right?
1: Let's um, let's let's be clear. In our defense, <laughs> we are very mindful of people. We are birthdays. I'm also very much a. I'm not a a great phone person. <laughs> I prefer to talk, in interface, face to face. So I'm not that great with phone, I'm not really great with social media either. But our friends who are great with phone, like we both got sick, as you just heard. I'm overcoming his cough here. Uh, <laughs> both got the Rona and our, our people were just like texting out the wazoo. Like every couple of days, y'all doing all right? You need anything? And we were like, we didn't do that when uh, our friends had COVID. <laughs> we we kind of gave people their space, asked them mm-hmm. if they need anything. Uh, eventually but we weren't like checking on them as they were recovering we were Mm. like
0: are we should we be doing more
1: (laughs) with
2: our friends
0: but also i I think there's balance too right because you know folks checking on me kind of got on my nerves a little bit you know and that's not even in my defense that's just kind of how i get down i think you know sometimes you just want to give people their space to recover Sometimes I just want my own space to recover. I just want to be ill while I'm ill and then be better or whatever. But there's also a portion of me that needs to learn how to be more vulnerable and allow people to help me.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So all of those things, um, they are required when you are trying to get to your better. We're we're not here as two people who have just perfected this thing, right? We're we're still learning things and, and in that vein, we're ultimately being what it is that we need. We um if if you want friends then you have to find yourself friendly. Mm. And I think there is a there's always something that you can glean from being in relationship with other people. Um that can will make you be more thoughtful and more mindful of people. And so I'm always grateful to mm, okay. um for the reminder for the journey of itself in and of itself because it it helps us be you know better uh, individually and ultimately as a couple,
2: yeah
0: um, better a better son, a better daughter, you know, better better uncles, better aunties, all those things, things that we learn from from being in relationship with other people,
1: yeah, absolutely has taught me like my friends teach me stuff all the time, uh, and I'm forever grateful for it. But back to the conversation, being what we need. What's the haze with that? What is the haze with being what we need? My first thought is, um, and this is really just about giving in general. Sometimes it is a sacrifice, you know what I mean, to give the thing. It could be of a resource. It could be of your time, of your energy. Um, And that's really when I think about, so the example that I gave where I'm like, having conversations with people at work about where they're trying to go. You know, my schedule, I am in meetings Mm -hmm. back to back all day, every, every day for the most part. There are some days I've tried to make it to where like, for example, my Fridays for the end of the day aren't as, um, busy, but that is a sacrifice of Mm -hmm. love for me to, to carve out the time to have a conversation that is not, you know, um, I don't want to say it's not about my job, but like, if I'm already in meetings all day, the, the t- free time that I might have would be great to be able to do the work. Um, mm-hmm. And so the haze is like, you might not have the time, the energy, the resource to give, yet you decide you choose to do it anyways. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, For so me, I think it's, it's much of the same. Um, I think, uh, particularly for me and I I can't speak about your job because I'm not one wants your job. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of me, man. I I hate it. Um but I think listening to um people's problems all day, mm. trying to help them learn to navigate all day and then trying to carve out time to do the same for those people that you love and care about, it can be uh exhausting. Yeah. It can also feel like um, sometimes people call it a dump, yeah, um, and that's no fun, uh, so the haze sometimes is is having to set boundaries uh and having to say, I wouldn't be the person you need to talk to about that right now, just because i'm I'm in a heavy space, right, but um the haze and and having the heart for something, uh, you know, sometimes can go hand in hand and you just have to find your own balance. Um because I, I I I am more than willing to give, you know, of myself. Uh I just have to have appropriate boundaries and I have to know when I could be doing more more hurt than than good. Uh if I'm giving of of from a place that I don't have to give from.
1: Yeah. How though? Do you navigate that?
0: I think, in particular, for my family and my friends, when they ask me uh, about things, especially around like mental health diagnoses and stuff mm. like that, people call me and be want to diagnose folks because yeah, they, you know, it,
1: y'all. Don't do seen it. it on the internet.
0: <laughs> if one more per- person tries to diagnose somebody as a narcissist i think i'm going to lose it um, cuz i'm very protective of my field um and i'm very protective of my licensure and the fact that this is something that i've been doing for over 20 years you don't just go around and see somebody not liking you and call them a, a narcissist or you know say that they're antisocial or say that they have a borderline personality disorder you know, sometimes people can get regular ass not like you <laughs> and it'd <laughs> it be OK. And sometimes there there are um, people in our lives who are experiencing some mental health challenges. But there are also sometimes when people have just been allowed to show up in the world um, a certain way mm-hmm. and they're used to doing that. Yeah. Uh, so there is there's mental health and then there's behavior and then there's all of those things, but nobody gets to diagnose someone just based on your interaction with them. And, uh, I can't diagnose someone, uh, that I haven't been treating, um, number one, because I'm, I'm not in an impartial place. Mm -hmm. And number two, because I don't know the full scope of that person's history. So sometimes that expectation that I'm gonna call my friend that's a clinical social worker and ask him what's wrong with you, that kind of thing. So I don't I don't like that part at all. But um it's it it allows me to be in a space to provide a, a boundary and then make an appropriate referral to to be like, hey, have somebody who you can call who may be able to be a good resource for this person or for this thing that they're they're experiencing in this moment, and that may be more helpful. Rather than, I need you to call him and talk to
1: them. Yeah. On that note, though, let's talk about how to set boundaries in healthy and effective ways. And so, how do you redirect folks? And one of the things that comes to mind for me is, you know, saying a no doesn't have to be just no. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like no, period, and. I think sometimes it's not right now or what about this other thing instead? So, for example, if in my example, the time away from, you know, the time that I need from work, um, I've had people and I have had to redirect people before to be like, you know, it's it's an urgency for them. Like, I got this -hmm. this interview um, in a couple of days. Can you meet with me this week? And I've had to be like, actually, I can't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my calendar is up to date and you can find something when it, when I'm free next mm-hmm. week, I'm happy to talk to you then, but I'm not going to move things around because mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's an urgency for you. What are some other ways we can set boundaries in a way that it doesn't um, sever the relationship?
0: Um, for me, I, I think there was a season in my life where that, that right there was difficult for me to do. And Um, coming back to actually what it is that that we've been talking about, that was an opportunity or this season in my life is an opportunity for me to be what it is that I needed then. I needed to be able to draw those types of lines. I've severed more relationships, like trying to talk to folks for folks, Mm. right? Yeah. And you know that people will put you in the middle of their stuff have and, you talked to the person and, and then they make up yeah, with them yeah, yeah. and then you're the outsider and then you don't get the invite and you don't get the call,
2: yeah. right?
0: So ultimately the boundaries are, you know, what I needed for myself back then that I'm giving myself permission to have now, right? To be able to say, hey, don't, I'm, what I'm really saying in a really professional way is don't put me in y'all's bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because if you decide to reunite with this person, I don't want to be looking at it, looking at them crazy. Let me refer you to someone who can really be a help to you. And because I'm not impartial, then I don't have to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. I wish y'all well, nobody has to fall out any of those things. So I'm willing to risk the person being upset with me in the moment yeah. about the boundary and save the relationship and the friendship because that's something that I was willing to put on the line in the past. Yeah.
2: To
0: so, in just with the idea that I'm helping to intervene.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And I don't I don't have no cape. I got a nice little bubble jacket right here that's cape like. <laughs> but it is
2: not a cape.
0: I cannot save anybody. Right. And this i understand bubble jacket that
2: is not cape like also.
0: Bubble jacket is <laughs> <fly, laughs> <homies>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um but it gives me permission to like lean into my own humanity and have some boundaries for myself and to say, I've seen this, this is this is an area that I don't want to get into as your friend, as you know, as your family member. I, I don't want to interject myself into that because because I respect my profession and I want you to respect it as well. Yeah. Don't insert me in some stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah processing a lot of the thoughts about selfless selflessness giving in general being what someone else needs um even if it's a stretch for you yeah and i think also being what you need could be about more than what you as an individual needs think mm-hmm. about you know um, feeding someone else's child because maybe one day I want somebody to feed my own child, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe I'll need it. You know, if it's I'm, I'm carpooling, for example, just random example, and taking dropping kids off after school, I got to get my child food and I'm gonna get this other person's mm-hmm. child food because they're with me. But hopefully, you know, not that you'll feed me, but maybe you'll feed my child, you know, mm-hmm. uh, should they need it. So just thinking about sewing, um. Not expecting that the the harvest be for ourselves, but it could be for loved ones, people in mm-hmm. close proximity to us as well.
0: And sowing with the idea that this is just kind of how I've decided to exist in the world, right? As yeah, a person who absolutely. does because I can, That's and good. that this may be helpful, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, mm, because I I really want that to. Be a part of my legacy.
2: Yeah,
0: like I think you know, um, being being a uncle, a fun uncle Mm -hmm. is a part of what I want my my legacy to be. That you know, my my niece and my my nieces and my nephews they can come here and feel like this is a safe space Mm -hmm. for them, not for them just to get what they want. Right. But a place where they feel heard and they feel seen and all those other things. And if I don't, I don't, I don't need to reap anything out of that. yeah, Right. But, um, the way that I have decided to live my life is to be a safe space, to help people learn how to develop safe spaces, how to seek them out, spaces where they can be themselves and they don't have to hide and have armor on and all those things. And so I want to be that for my nieces and for my nephews. Um, and there have been people who have been safe spaces for me. And so I want to cultivate those uh, as well. And I may not get anything out of that, but safe spaces are important to me. So I want to cultivate those. I want to be what it, what it was that I needed. You know, in those moments, I, I want to be a safe space for for nieces, nephews, for my people yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, I think what I'm just trying to to get at is, I think all of being what what you need, the individual needs. I love the idea of that. I think it's very important. And I guess what I'm trying to stress or drive is, it, even though it could bring be benefits, I just don't want that to be taken. I don't want the takeaway to be that it's transactional. You know, mm-hmm. that if I do this, then no, if, then it's just, I'm going to do this and it could be what I need mm-hmm. at some point uh, down the road. So yeah, you I don't know, know what? the best um, way to
0: say that. But I think, I think that has been a stuck place for me in the past. All right. Oh, it's one of being Things being transactional. And it's also one of the things that uh, we've talked about before that kept me from doing this podcast for a long time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, this idea that people would feel away,
2: mm. you
0: know, or would feel that I was doing it for any other reason than for some purity, you know, kind of stuff. And, you know, that kind of leans into some old, for me, imposter syndrome kind of stuff, yeah. some ideas around that. I'm worried about what people may think. I don't want it to seem like these. And those are key words that I have to release myself from. I can't be worried about what other people think, right? I have to show up with my intentions and know that if it never comes back to me, it's okay. Yeah, But I also have to understand in that same vein, I have to understand that the things that we're talking about on this podcast, it doesn't mean that I can't come back and struggle with some of that same stuff. Mm. And that, that goes back to what we were initially talking about, how when we sometimes go back and listen to the podcast, it ends up blessing us on the back end. And again, not that we're here presenting ourselves as experts. It's that not at all. we are people who are navigating this journey as well. And it just seems like so quickly, though, it comes back and ends up serving us in a space that we needed to, to serve us in without us even having that intention. And I think that's okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to put pressure on myself to be worried about how it looks to other people or even trying to prove it to myself. Yeah. Because whatever I'm doing in this space, whatever I'm receiving in this space, whatever I'm giving, um I'm worthy,
2: mm.
0: right? I'm I'm doing this with intention.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And um my heart feels good yeah. about what we're doing here. Uh and if there's correction that needs to be made, then God is going to show me that correction and give it to me and give it to me in love.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I ain't got to keep beating myself up about um, my own not enoughness or my own selfishness or any of those things. Right. It's, it's going to play out the way that it needs to play out. And everybody involved will get what they need, including me.
2: Amen. Any other lessons around being what you need?
0: Um, I'm sure many more to come.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that's just um, that's what it is. Um, the the way that I am am allowing myself to sit with that is the idea of, of being a student in all things. Yeah, and making it a habit to to be a student, you know, to always be learning something new, and being willing to do something new. So that it's um, it doesn't have to make me upset when there's yeah. an adjustment that has to be made.
1: And I think I'd add to that just the idea of being a vessel or something we pray about often. We we it's just language we use all the time. But the thing about being a vessel is that yes, you can hold something to give, but I think it's really just about being open in general. Mm-hmm. And you hear that in different ways. Shonda Rhimes is year of yes, for example. So she opened herself up to yes for a year and watched her life take flight. And there are different variations of that that you hear everywhere. Yeah. But I think being what you need is also part of that, right? I'm going to say yes mm-hmm. and be open to doing this thing, having this conversation, sharing this, whatever. Um, for the sake of 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 being the vessel of being the thing and because i am open in this way not 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 for the intention of being transactional but because i am open that just means there's space for me to receive something as well yeah it might not be the same thing that i'm giving out but whatever i'm pouring out i'm still open enough to receive something back in mm-hmm. and i think that's, that's probably the bottom line of it you know, mm-hmm. the whole like being that. what you need idea.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a mic drop moment.
1: Hey. I
0: like it. let you have that one. Did you dab? <laughs> I dab. <guess.
2: laughs>
1: so speaking horrible. of dabbing, what's the music for this moment? What what um, is what does this feel like?
0: Man, my um my boy. Toby and wegue. Love
2: you, some Toby. Yeah, yes,
0: I do. <laughs> we, I promise y'all, we're gonna branch out a little bit more. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna. Or not. Maybe not. <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna introduce y'all some more to to some good stuff that you need to be listening to anyway. Yeah. And it won't be the first time that you've heard the name. See that spin? <laughs> um, my music for the moment is. Uh, not really a whole song. It's more of an interlude. Uh, Toby in, in Wigwe, yeah, Shine. And um, he, he talks about our, the need for us to, to just shine our light, mm. right, no matter what. Um, I think that we all have something that, that we have to give uh, some duty that we're supposed to fulfill. A lot of times for me,
2: yeah.
0: it comes in making sure that I share my journey with other people. And so my duty is just to shine, shine shine my light and, you know, not worry about the darkness, Mm. just shine no matter what. And people will see. Um, I'm not going to extend that, but I just need to put a quarter in the the meter right there real quick. Mm. So, so often I think that people aren't paying any attention to the podcast. They're not listening. But no matter where I go. I'll be in the midst of a conversation with somebody. Someone would be like, yeah, and I was listening to you all podcast. <laughs> and it blessed my soul. And this this part that y'all were talking about was da 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 had to I had to share it with this person. And I'm like, every time that I've wanted to quit, somebody has come and said that the light that they saw mm. was something that blessed them, right? And so no matter what people think, no matter what, People have going on, no matter how you try to dim your own light, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. there's
0: always this reminder that you should just shine. Like you you just gotta be light. Right? That's that's your duty. Just be light.
2: Yeah. Because
0: we can all contribute to darkness. We can all hear gossip and hear rumors and remind ourselves of of our dark spaces, but what if we just choose to be light? Yeah. And shine on all of them.
1: Mm. That's Shine bright like a diamond, huh?
0: Yeah, just don't dab.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You might want to do it again just (laughs) because
0: if there is a dislike button, however y'all are streaming this, hit the dislike of this part. (laughs) I hate it so much.
1: Anyways, as we always say Life will always present us with a haze, but we have everything that we need within us to navigate through it.
0: That's right. And you're not alone. Mm -mm. Join us next time. And we're going to navigate the journey together. Appreciate y'all as always. Peace.